the Mariners cast presented to you by Sports Ethos, your place for worldwide sports coverage. I'm your host, Tino Ganasius. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners. It is September 1st, believe it or not. Friday, Mariners are in Queens, New York to take on the New York Mets for three games. On today's Mariners cast, we will review uh, all three pitching matchups for the weekend. We'll compare the two teams statistically, and I think uh, it is pretty easy to come to the conclusion that the Mariners should win uh, at minimum two of three from this series. So Mariners are 76 and 57. Mariners are eight and two in the last 10. ESPN gives the Mariners an 86% chance to make the playoffs, a 32% chance to win the division, and a 6.7% chance to make the World Series. The Mariners are tied with the Astros for first place in the American League West, and they are one game above the Texas Rangers. The New York Mets are 61 and 73, 12 games under 500. The Mets are 27 and a half games out behind the Atlanta Braves in, in the National League East. They have a minus 40 run differential, which is a lot better than you would expect for a team that is 27 games out and 12 games under 500. And they are three and seven in the last 10. The pitching matchups for this weekend have been settled all but uh, the starting pitcher for the Mets on Saturday. Tonight, it's a 4-10 start Pacific time. Logan Gilbert against right-handed Japanese pitcher Kodai Senga. Saturday is at 4-10. It's Luis Castillo against TBD. And Sunday at 10.40 Pacific, it is George Kirby against Tyler McGill. The Mets... Offense is a bottom third offense in baseball. They're averaging 4.34 runs per game. That is good for 20th. The Mariners are averaging 4.81 runs per game. That is 10th in baseball. The Mets offense is, from a triple slash standpoint, is pretty close to the Mariners. 237, 317, 401. The Mariners are 245, 325, 418. So the Mariners are slightly better uh, triple slash wise on offense in comparison to the Mets. Both teams walk at a 9% rate. Both teams have hit 173 home runs. The Mets strike out about 4% less than the Mariners do. Uh, we all know the Mariners strike out a ton compared to the rest of the league has not hindered their offense tremendously um, as of late. Pitching-wise is where the Mariners really differentiate themselves. Mariners are first in ERA, 3.64, lead the major leagues. The Mets, 4.45, they are 18th. The Mariners are first in whip, 1.17. The Mets, 21st. The Mets are 27th in walks allowed or walk percentage allowed at 9.9%. The Mariners lead the major leagues in walks allowed 6.7%. And the Mariners are fifth in strikeouts at 24.6%. The Mets are tied for 18th. So we talked a lot about Mariners pitching, 
but the Mariners currently as a team are first in ERA in baseball, first in whip, first in walks allowed, fifth in strikeouts. Think about that for a minute. When you go into any series against any team and you have the best ERA, the best whip, you surrender the fewest walks, and you have the fifth highest K percentage, walking into any series against any team in baseball, I do not care if it is the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Braves, the Astros, the Rangers, the Twins, the Orioles, the Rays, don't care. The Mariners have a more than a puncher's chance to win a series. This includes the playoffs. When you have that kind of pitching, as your baseline, you can do anything. Which is why I continue to say this team will go as Julio goes because you know the pitching is there. You know the defense is there. What they need is timely hitting and and a few runs. But when you look at those numbers, the pitching numbers from the Mariners as of right now, it is like in flashing neon lights how great this pitching staff is. Because the offenses, the Mariners and the Mets are very similar over the course of the year. But the pitching just blows uh, the Mets pitching out of the water. The Mariners are sending Logan Gilbert to the hill tonight against Kodai Senga. Uh, Gilbert is tied for fifth in baseball in whip with 1.05. Uh, he is 12 and 5 with a 366 ERA, 153 strikeouts in 155 innings. Uh, the Baseball Savant webpage uh, kind of reconfigured or remodeled their, um, their the visual portion on the front page of each player's card. And, uh, and so I included, just because it was interesting to look at, I included the percentile rank of the pitchers that I'm going to talk about um, with regards to walks, Ks, and whiff rate. And Logan Gilbert is walking 4.5% of the batters he faces, that is in the 95th percentile in baseball. So very much in the zone, 24.7% K rate. That's 61st percentile in baseball. Um, he's in the bottom half in whiff rate at 25.8%, but I think because he fills up the zone so much, he gets a ton of called strikes as well. Um, he's in the zone, about 4% more than league average. He gets in zone swing about three and a half percent more than league average and his zone contact rate is right about league average over the past two months logan gilbert has been great his era in july was 278 his era in august was 297 um he has no real discernible platoon splits to speak of and in his last start logan gilbert against kansas city on the 26 went seven innings two hits one run one walk seven strikeouts um the other thing I've talked about this before, it's interesting that his four-seam fastball is probably his least effective pitch at this point in time. It was the pitch that carried him when he first came up to the majors. Now all of his secondaries are close to or higher than 30% whiff rate. And the fastball has been less effective, uh, surrendering a 278 average and a 460 slug. Um one other note on Logan Gilbert, he has he threw almost as many sliders, 34, as he did fastballs in his last start, 37. So you're starting to see him really uh, mix in his secondaries much more so than he has in the past. 
Uh, but Logan Gilbert's great. Mariners lucky to have him as a number three. He is opposed by Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga was signed by the Mets this offseason. He is 30 years old, a right-handed starting pitcher, uh, pitched in Japan previously. He signed a five-year contract for $75 million. He can opt out after 25, but he needs 400 innings pitched in 22, 23, and 24 to do so. He is 10 and 7 with a 3.17 ERA and a 1.24 whip, 136 and a third innings, 105 hits, 64 walks, 164 Ks. He 11% walk rate, almost a 29% K rate, almost a 13% swinging strike rate, and a 30% whiff rate. So lots of swing and miss, lots of strikeouts, lots of walks, really tough to hit. Um, his uh, zone contact is 82%, which is league average, but his chase contact rate is 45.6%, which is 12.4% less than league average. What that means is pitches that are outside of the zone that opposing batters chase or swing at, they make contact with those pitches 12.5% less than league average. So if it is out of the zone, you do not swing against Senga. The problem is that he is primarily fastball forkball, and much of the effectiveness of the, the forkball is about it appearing to be a fastball out of the hand and then just dropping out of thin air. He left righties hit him better than lefties. Lefties are 195, 299, 562 OPS. Righties are 223, 308, and a 678 OPS. He's been better at home than on the road. 264 ERA at home, 382 on the road. July, his ERA was 193. August, it was 316. His last start was against the Angels at home on the 25th. He went six and two-thirds innings, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, 10 strikeouts. Basically, it's a pretty, uh, I think, not easy, but clear formula against Senga and for Senga. So if he gets ahead in the count, he throws his fork ball and you're done. His fork ball has a 60.4% whiff rate. 60%. When batters swing at the fork ball, they swing and miss 60% of the time. It's a 120 average and a 143 slug against that pitch. It is one of the best pitches in baseball. Hands down. Absolutely one of the best pitches in baseball. He throws it 23% of the time. He is an equal opportunity fork ball guy versus both righties and lefties. He throws a cutter as well, about 26% of the time. Uh, the cutter is has also gotten really good results, and he throws his four-seamer about 37% of the time and has also gotten good results. Really, against Senga, I think the, the formula is hoping that you can get ahead in the count so that he has to come at you with a fastball or a cutter. But if you get down to two strikes against him, it is really difficult to hit him. That's where his strikeouts, obviously the strikeouts come from that, but his strikeouts come from being having two strikes and you not knowing whether it's a fastball up or a forkball down. Um, that's a really difficult thing to hit. And his forkball, as I said, is probably his and Kevin Gosman's split finger, probably the two best pitches of that sort. Um, 
among starting pitchers in the game. The 60% whiff rate certainly says that. So the Mariners have their work cut out for him. I would suggest just being patient and trying to wait him out because he does walk a ton. Um, and to get into hitters counts where uh, you can eliminate the fork ball or you hope to eliminate the fork ball. The Mariners have Luis Castillo uh, taking the mound on Saturday, 11 and seven with a 3.01 ERA, which is fifth in all of baseball amongst qualified starters and third in the American league and a 1.00 whip, which leads the major league, the major leagues, 164 innings pitched, 127 hits, 38 walks, 181 strikeouts. 86 percentile walk rate, 78 percentile K rate, 86 percentile whiff rate, 15 percent swinging strike rate. Luis Castillo is a bona fide American League Cy Young candidate at this point in time. His numbers are very similar to Garrett Cole. Most of the talk on Twitter has been that Garrett Cole hasn't won Cy Young yet. Um, if he won it, it would be as much of a lifetime achievement award as it would be for this year. Um, I think if Castillo continues to dominate or pitches even better down the stretch, uh, given the Mariners' success as well, um, compared to the Yankees, I think Castillo has a legitimate shot at winning the Cy Young. He's been that good. Um, I can't say enough great things about him, and he's so consistent. Even on his bad days, he still keeps the Mariners in the game, and when he's on, he's absolutely dominant. We don't know who's going for the Mets yet. Um, and then Sunday, it's Tyler McGill against George Kirby. McGill is a right-handed pitcher, 28 years old, 6'7", 230. He was the Mets' eighth-round pick in 2018. He is a free agent in 2028. He's been terrible this year, just to be frank. 7-7 seven and seven with the 5.29 ERA and a 1.68 whip, 47 walks and 97 innings, only 82 strikeouts, 10.5% walk rate, 21st percentile, 18.4% K rate, 17th percentile, 9.1% swinging strike rate, which is not good. Zone contact rate, almost 3% higher than league average, meaning he's easier to hit in the zone. 5.3% less than league average first pitch strike rate, so he doesn't get ahead with strike one. A lower whiff rate than league average. Bad splits against both. He's just... This year, he's been bad. Too many walks, not enough strikeouts, um, easy to hit in the zone, doesn't throw strike one. Uh, he was really, really good in his last start against Texas at home. Six innings, five hits, one run, one walk, eight strikeouts. His curveball this season has been his best pitch. At least it's gotten the best results. Um, and he is down about a mile an hour across the board over last year. McGill was a pitcher who was targeted in fantasy by some heading into the season, but he has uh, been hugely disappointing. His stuff is decent. He goes fastball, slider, changeup, curveball. Um, but I think the Mariners, if his season numbers play out in this game, the Mariners, a similar approach to Senga, make him throw strikes. If he gets ahead, tip your cap. You got to try to do something with it. But there is a high likelihood that he throws ball one, and then you are in the driver's seat, and you can start to hunt fastballs at that point in time. And then George Kirby, as you know, 
free agent in 29. I, I'm still, I trip, I'm still tripping about that. Like the amount of pitching the Mariners have under team control is just bananas. 10 and 8 with a 3 2 8 ERA that is ninth in baseball, sixth in the American League, 1.03 whip, which is third in uh in baseball, 156 in the third innings. 147 hits, 14 walks, 142 strikeouts. Uh, we all know what George Kirby is at this point this season. Pinpoint command, pinpoint control. Not a ton of swing, swing and miss, but more as of late due to uh, the splitter that he's been throwing. Um, and just really, really fun to watch. An absolute artist, a technician, right? Um, he was ill earlier in the week, which is why the Mariners are starting him on Sunday. I think the Mariners are beginning to think forward towards the playoffs. Um, You would have, you would, in theory, you would want to go Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert in a playoff series. I think um, currently Gilbert is right now it's Gilbert, Castillo, Kirby. That's not the worst case scenario. You know, you're going three games. Um, you just want all three of those pitchers to go at some point in that series. So they're starting to line things up a little bit. Brian Wu, I assume, will go Monday um, since Kirby took his spot. But again, you look at Kirby, Gilbert, Castillo, you've got, what is it, three of the top five pitchers, starting pitchers in whip and baseball in a big park in New York against a downtrodden team who has has some superstars in Lindor and Alonzo. And I and not Nimmo's not a superstar, he's a decent player. There are some names on this team, but this team is out of it. And if they play well, if they play hard against the Mariners, it's pure heart, right? Because there's nothing left. Mariners have everything to play for in this series. And I think they need to, as I've said last Mariners cast, they need to make hay against them, against Anaheim, against Oakland. Uh, and they have their top three starters going. So this weekend is going to be super fun. As I've said before, it's really fun to see the Mariners play in parks where you don't typically see them against teams that they haven't faced off against a ton historically. Uh, I enjoy that sort of thing. Reminds me of watching the uh, old All-Star games before interleague. Uh, the Mariners have their three top three starters going. Julio should be healthy. Tail is on a roll. I expect the Mariners to, um, again, win at least two of three in this series. So it should be a lot of fun. Hope you've got fun weekend plans. I certainly do. Uh, happy Friday. Happy weekend. Get those barbecues going for one last time. Enjoy that beer. Enjoy those games. I will talk to you maybe this weekend if I have time. Otherwise, I'll be back on Monday to recap this Mets series and talk about where the Mariners are at moving forward. There is a good chance we will have a very special guest on Monday as well. Thank you for listening to today's Mariners cast. Once again, we are we are supported by Sports Ethos. You can find me on Twitter at TinoJr20. That's T-I-N-O-J-R-2-0 and the podcast at Ethos Mariners, E-T-H. O-S-M-A-R-I-N-E-R-S. Take care, y'all. Enjoy the weekend. Go Mariners.